Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is a ministry, it's events, and it's a podcast, all focused on building community and fellowship around Jesus and great Jiu-Jitsu. We were birthed from a Walking in Truth event called Pursuit. Four of us left one of these men's pursuits and the Lord all gave us the same download to create Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu. We've started by doing local events in North Texas. We're slowly but surely expanding those events to other markets across the country where we bring in professors and instructors. We learn awesome jujitsu techniques. We hear a testimony about the gospel. We give away free Bibles. We offer prayer and then we train hard. On top of this, we have a podcast that has really taken off that we have a lot of fun with. Look us up on all platforms. We love walking in truth and we appreciate the affiliation with them and the covering that they give us. Thank you to all the leaders at Walking in Truth. Everyone at Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is truly appreciative. First Samuel 20, David and Jonathan Covenant. Then David fled from Naoth in Ramah and came and said to Jonathan, what have I done? What is my iniquity and what is my sin before your father that he is seeking my life? He said to him, far from it, you shall not die. Behold, my father does nothing either great or small without disclosing it to me. So why should my father hide this thing from me? It is not so. Yet David vowed again, saying, Your father knows well that I have found favor in your sight. And he has said, Do not let Jonathan know this, or he will be grieved. But truly as the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, there is hardly a step between me and death. Then Jonathan said to David, Whatever you say, I will do for you. So David said to Jonathan, Behold, tomorrow is the new moon, and I ought to sit down to eat with the king. But let me go, that I may hide myself in the field until the third evening. If your father misses me at all, then say, David earnestly asks leave of me to run to Bethlehem, his city, because it is the yearly sacrifice there for the whole family. If he says it is good, your servant will be safe. But if he is very angry, know that he has decided on evil. Therefore, deal kindly with your servant, for you have brought your servant into a covenant of the Lord with you. But if there is iniquity in me, put me to death yourself. 
For why then should you bring me to your father? Jonathan said, Far be it from you, for if I should indeed learn that evil has been decided by my father to come upon you, then would I not tell you about it? Then David said to Jonathan, Who will tell me if your father answers you harshly? Jonathan said to David, Come and let us go out into the field. So both of them went out to the field. Then Jonathan said to David, The Lord, the God of Israel, be witness. When I have sounded out my father about this time tomorrow or the third day, behold, if there is good feeling toward David, shall I not then send to you and make it known to you? If it please my father to do you harm, may the Lord do so to Jonathan and more also, if I do not make it known to you and send you away that you may go in safety. And may the Lord be with you as he has been with my father. If I am still alive, Will you not show me the loving kindness of the Lord that I may not die? You shall not cut off your loving kindness from my house forever, not even when the Lord cuts off every one of the enemies of David from the face of the earth. So Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, May the Lord require it at the hands of David's enemies. Jonathan made David vow again because of his love for him, because he loved him as he loved his own life. Then Jonathan said to him, Tomorrow is the new moon, and you will be missed because your seat will be empty. When you have stayed for three days, you shall go down quickly and come to the place where you hid yourself on that eventful day, and you shall remain by the stone Ezel. I will shoot three arrows to the side, as though I shot at a target, and behold, I will send the lad, saying, Go find the arrows. If I specifically say to the lad, Behold, the arrows are on this side of you, get them, then come. For there is safety for you and no harm as the Lord lives. But if I say to the youth, Behold, the arrows are beyond you. Go, for the Lord has sent you away. As for the agreement of which you and I have spoken, behold, the Lord is between you and me forever. So David hid in the field, and when the new moon came, the king sat down to eat food. The king sat on his his seat as usual, the seat by the wall. Then Jonathan rose up, and Abner sat down by Saul's side, but David's place was empty. Nevertheless, Saul did not speak anything that day, for he thought, It is an accident. He is not clean. Surely he is not clean. It came about the next day, the second day of the new moon, that David's place was empty. So Saul said to Jonathan his son, Why has the son of Jesse not come to the meal, either yesterday or today? Jonathan then answered Saul, David earnestly asked leave of me to go to Bethlehem, for he said, Please let me go, since our family has a sacrifice in the city. And my brother has commanded me to attend. And now, if I have found favor in your sight, please let me get away that I may see my brothers. For this reason, he has not come to the king's table. Saul is angry with Jonathan. Then Saul's anger burned against Jonathan, and he said to him, You son of a perverse, rebellious woman, do I not know that you are choosing the son of Jesse to your own shame and to the shame of your mother's nakedness? For as long as the son of Jesse lives on the earth, Neither you nor your kingdom will be established. Therefore, now send and bring him to me, for if he must surely die. But Jonathan answered Saul, his father, and said to him, Why should he be put to death? What has he done? Then Saul hurled his spear at him to strike him down. So Jonathan knew that his father had decided to put David to death. Then Jonathan arose from the table in fierce anger and did not eat food on the second day of the new moon. For he was grieved over David because his father had dishonored him. Now it came about in the morning that Jonathan went out into the field for the appointment with David, and a little lad was with him. He said to this lad, Run, find now the arrows which I am about to shoot. As the lad was running, he shot an arrow past him. 
When the lad reached the place of the arrow which Jonathan had shot, Jonathan called after the lad and said, Is not the arrow beyond you? And Jonathan called after the lad, Hurry, be quick, do not stay. And Jonathan's lad picked up the arrow and came to his master. But the lad was not aware of anything. Only Jonathan and David knew about the matter. Then Jonathan gave his weapons to his lad and said to him, Go, bring them to the city. When the lad was gone, David rose from the south side and fell on his face to the ground and bowed three times. And they kissed each other and wept together, but David wept the more. Jonathan said to David, Go in safety, inasmuch as we have sworn to each other in the name of the Lord, saying, The Lord will be between me and you and between my descendants and your descendants forever. Then he rose and departed while Jonathan went into the city. As we look back at 1 Samuel 20, um, I think it's really important to really look at the characters that are involved here. You've got uh, Saul, who's the king, and he's the king that really the people chose to be their king. And um, God went ahead and said, okay, we'll allow Saul to be king. But then after Saul was disobedient, and especially after the third time that he was extremely disobedient and disrespectful, uh, God said, I'm going to lift my hand from him. I'm going to take my protection from him. He's no longer my king. He's no longer my choice for king. <clears throat> so you have Saul. And then you have David. David, who was um, sought after and found and, and God's chosen and already anointed as king over God's kingdom. And then you have Jonathan, who would be actually the heir to Saul's throne. So following what the people have chosen, Jonathan would be the next king. But he knows that David truly is the next king. So he's um, honoring God in showing his affections and love towards the true king. And um, that, unfortunately, becomes it's a whole other topic, but that becomes very confusing fused and muddled and twisted and perverted in today's explanation of that relationship. But uh, whatever, there's absolutely nothing wrong with this relationship. He loves the king. And you'll see it a little bit more when we dig deeper into these. So with Saul, why is Saul wanting, why is Saul wanting to kill David? Because of his pride. He's the king. He should be the one who's getting all the glory. His jealousy. David is getting so much success he's he's succeeding in everything he's doing and to without real really any explanation except for God and that makes Saul jealous that God's no longer protecting him but he's giving all the success over to David and the people are loving David they're adoring David and uh, even making songs and things honoring David over Saul and so he's extremely jealous and um, with David He's got humility. He's humbled himself. He's He knows, I can't kill the king. He has opportunities where he could. Knowing that the king is coming after him, he could have, or he's going to be able to have free opportunity to kill the king, and he won't do it. He says, as long as the Lord's chosen, so he's still humbling himself, as long as he's still in place, I will do nothing. It's, it's up to God. Uh, but again, you can see God's hand in his life and bringing success to everything that he's doing. And so 
even in the way that David, as he goes to flee, he goes quietly. He doesn't try to rally people to his side, which is very manipulative. He just goes quietly. So God's hand is over David. And uh, Saul ultimately gets angry at this point because David is not there at the meal or during the new moon to um, really honor the king. Instead, the story is that he has chosen to go to Bethlehem to sacrifice to the Lord with his family. So Saul is angry that David is honoring the Lord versus him. And that's pretty deep. There's a lot of times in our lives that we find um, ourselves envious of the glory going somewhere else. When we work really hard on a project, we expect to get that recognition. And when we don't, we're upset that it's going somewhere else. But ultimately, even what the recognition we should be getting is really to God. Uh, when an athlete scores a touchdown and they give all the honor and glory to God, I know some people do it just for the cameras, but there's some people that that's the truth and the way they authentically, the, the authenticity that they have, that they truly know that God's the one who gave them the talent. God's the one who's given them this opportunity and when they find victory, it's God's. So let's look at these characters one more way. Jonathan really represents us, the believers. We're passionately in love, should be passionately in love with our Savior, the King, who is David, representing Jesus. And Jesus took what we deserve. He did not deserve any of the sacrifice or any of the um, consequences that he took. David has done nothing wrong, done nothing wrong for Saul to be chasing after him like he is. And then Saul really represents the enemy. And Satan, who's jealous of the fact that we are getting honored and Jesus is the one who's the savior of this world, he wants the glory and the honor for himself. And he's jealous of the relationship between Jesus and us. So when we read about these stories, we need to dig deeper in and make sure that our lives today are reflecting the way God wants it to be, not the way our desires are. So Father, thank you that you love us. Thank you that you've um, shown us so clearly uh, in this story this relationship and how we, we should be passionately in love with, with you and Jesus and, and the sacrifice. Thankful for the sacrifice that you've given us as a free gift that we could come and spend eternity with you and uh, really solidifying our relationship in that. Father, I just pray that whenever the schemes of the enemy rise up, we know that there's no victory, there's no, there's no success in any of their schemes. However, Sometimes we're blind to it. We don't see the schemes of the enemy. And I just pray that you could highlight those and make, make us aware of the schemes of the enemy that we can uh, deflect and go in the, the offensive even in 
um, just kind of turning those aside. And uh, mostly thank you for your protection, your provision, and for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts, or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, but again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with Wit Ministries. God bless. <music>